But we've been in a, in a series called A Way Out, and we've been talking about uh, temptations that seem to always plague us, that seem to always come against us, that we seem like we can't get over. Are y'all with me? If, you, if, you, if you're just joining us, we're in part three, and I'm going to be talking about living by the Spirit. Look at somebody say, living by the Spirit. Uh, if you want to catch up, you can also go on our app, and you can get the sermon notes, and you can uh, see what we've talked about in week one and week two. But this week, I believe that, that we can uh, see how we can allow the Holy Spirit to help us overcome our temptations. Are you ready for that? Uh, I, I believe that there are some of us in the room right now that are dealing with a temptation or we're fighting a temptation that always seems to hold us back, that always seems to, to stop us in our tracks, that we always seem like we can't get over it, like, uh, like we always seem like we just have to do it. Like we even say things like, well, I just, I, just have to, I just have to do this. Or, you know what, I prayed about it and I just can't get over it. You know, you know I've asked people for help and it just seems like it just, just keeps getting stuck to me. You know, I've done everything I know to do, but I can't stop doing that something. So temptation has been, has been uh, binding you and holding you down. But I want to remind you really quick of our, of our key verse for this series in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verses 12 through 13. It says, if you think that you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. So you're not alone, right? Look at somebody say, I'm not alone. And God is faithful. Let me read that again because you should be excited. And God is faithful. He will, he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. I pray that no matter what you're facing this morning, you're encouraged by this scripture. No matter what you're facing, there's always a way out. You may be tempted to complain all the time. There's a way out. You may be tempted to, to worry all the time. Guess what? There's a way out. You may be tempted to spend a little bit too much money. Guess what? There's a way out. You may be tempted to gossip a little bit. If that's your friend next to you, just keep looking straight ahead. Uh, there's always a way out. You may be tempted to be looking at things that you shouldn't be looking at, but guess what? There's always a way out. We need to know this morning that our God is faithful, that our God is faithful, and he will always, always give us a way out. As a matter of fact, he is the way out. The challenge is that sometimes, though, we, we find ourselves trying not to think. Like, if I could just not think about that, if I could just not think about that temptation, if I could just not focus on that thing, if I could just stop thinking about doing that thing. But the Bible teaches us that we should not only try to not think about that thing, it actually tells us that we should actually do the right thing. We should do the right thing. Look at somebody say, do the right thing. Come on, you got to work with me. I like, I'm a youth pastor. I like to talk to people in the crowd. Uh, and so I, I feel like that we get to this point that we always try to get in our mind, like, don't think about this, don't think about this, don't think about this, don't think about this. And guess what? The more you try not to think about something, you end up thinking about that something. Could everybody try this experiment with me this morning? If you would just close your eyes for a moment. If you're online, don't trick me. Don't play games. Close your eyes. Come on, close your eyes. And I want you to tell yourself this in your mind. Don't think about a pink pony. Don't think about a pink pony. 
don't think about a pink pony. Come on, tell yourself, is everybody participating? Put that on the screen there for me, Amon. Don't think about a pink pony. Now open your eyes. What do you see? A pink pony. And it seems like if we continue to tell ourselves, don't think about this, don't think about this, don't think about this, we end up thinking about it or end up doing it. It's kind of like if you're working out, you, th- you say, don't think about cake and ice cream. Don't think about cake and ice cream. Don't think about cake and ice cream. Maybe you're struggling with lust. Don't think about a girl in a bikini. Oh, my God, she's riding a pink pony eating cake and ice cream. How did that happen? How did it happen? I know it's silly, but if we continue to tell ourselves this and dwell on those things, we end up doing those things. And I I think that this morning the Holy Spirit is going to come and try to teach us some things uh, uh, because there's a better plan. There's a better plan than not trying to think about doing the wrong thing. There's a better plan. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to help us overcome those wrong things. So if if you'll turn with me to Galatians, and they'll put it on the screen. Anybody got a Bible in the house? Waving in the air like you just do care. Glowing Bibles, those are fantastic. I'm not going to make any Apple jokes because uh, I vowed not to do that with Nate. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, So Galatians 5, this is the Apostle Paul. He says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit... Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. I want to pray, and then we'll get going in this thing. Uh, Father, I thank you for your spirit in this place. I thank you for such an amazing time in worship, for meeting us where we are. Father, I felt your spirit so strong. And Father, I ask that you would come and you would do a work that only you can do, that you would open our hearts and you would open our minds so that we can be challenged and transformed by your word. Father, not, don't let us leave here dealing with the same old temptation. Don't let us leave here feeling defeated, but let us leave here in victory. And Father, I pray that everywhere we go, that we would know that you are with us and helping us in the name of Jesus, everyone said, amen. We need to understand that there's a battle going on. There's a battle going on in our lives between what God wants us to do and what our sinful nature or our flesh wants us to do. Are you with me? There's a battle, and, and, I, and I, I believe that a lot of us can relate to this. Uh, I, I look at the Apostle Paul in Romans 7. He says, look, guys, I, I don't get it. The things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I end up doing anyway. I'm struggling with this. I don't get it. And I I think that a bunch of us can relate to that this morning. Like, we want to do what's right, but sometimes we don't. Like, I want to read my Bible every day. Uh, I started reading it three days, but then I stopped. Or or I want to stop spending so much money, but there was a sale on those shoes, and I just had to save the money and buy those shoes. Or I, I want to work out, but there's a 10% chance of rain, and I don't really want to go out there because I don't want to get my new shoes wet. Or 5%. You know, I, I want to do the right things, and I don't want to do the wrong things. I don't want to get mad at my husband, but I accidentally threw my new shoe at him. Amen. My wife doesn't do that. I, I don't want to sleep with my girlfriend again, but uh, it just kind of happened. And I don't want to do these things, but they keep happening at the, and I keep doing them at the wrong times. And I want to do the right things, but I end up doing the wrong things. And I don't know why I keep doing this. Why is this such a struggle 
in our lives? Why is this such a struggle with us? We need to understand two things. I'm just going to hit on this just for a moment because Pastor Rand is going to come back. He shared a little bit about what he's going to preach next week, and I promise you, you don't want to miss it. You want to come and bring people with you. If you're dealing with a temptation, he's going to give you some practical uh, how-tos. But I want to touch on this. We need to understand why we deal with this struggle. The first thing is what you feed grows. What you feed grows. The second thing is what you starve dies. For instance, this is very, 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 very simple, very practical. If you feed yourself, you'll grow and not exercise. If you starve yourself, you will die. If you have a plant and you put it in the sun and feed it with sun and you water it, it will grow. If you put it in the shade and you never give it sun and you never give it water, it will eventually die. Or you can just bring it to my house and no matter what, it will die. Okay? It will die. If you feed your fleshly desires, the desire to sin will grow. But if you feed your spirit, there's a power that comes upon you to overcome the desires of the flesh. See, we have to learn that we need to feed our spirit. We need to feed the spirit man living on the inside of us rather than relying on our flesh. Because if we rely on our flesh, we will always feed the desires of sin. Are you with me? You're getting quiet on me. I want to give you two points this morning, just two. Is it okay if I just give you two points? I'm going to be to the point, to the point, get it, sorry, uh, to the point, and I, I'm sorry, Pastor Lindsay, uh, my cheesiness is going to a whole nother level, but I want to give you two points this morning, and I believe that this is going to help us uh, allow the Holy Spirit to, to come inside of us and to fight temptation for us. Are you ready? Two points. The first thing is that we need to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me, let me stop here just for a moment, uh, because a lot of us in the room, we understand the God thing. We understand the Jesus thing, but when the Holy Spirit gets brought up, it gets kind of confusing. It gets kind of scary. We don't really know how to respond. Uh, we don't really know what to do sometimes, but I, but I want to say this, that the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift ever given. The Holy Spirit is the greatest gift ever given. Jesus actually said, I'm going to go away, guys, but I'm going to send you something even better. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is God actually dwelling on the inside of you and me. So if you're a Jesus follower in the room, anybody, any, any Jesus followers in the room, then you have to know that the same power that raised Jesus from the grave actually lives inside of you. This is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, let me just say this, just throw it out there, it's more than just goosebumps and a good feeling. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit actually counsels you. He comforts you. He empowers you. He guides you. He moves through you and speaks in you. It's not, it, we need to understand that ho the Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a he. It's God's presence living on the inside of us, dwelling in the earth with us so that if we face temptation, that if we face an obstacle, that we can pull or tap into the Holy Spirit, the God Spirit on the inside of us, and then we can overcome. I know I'm trying to teach, but I want to preach so bad. Ah! T.D. Jake's coming out in me. We have to learn how to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I want to read Romans 8, 12 through 13. It says, uh, this is the Apostle Paul. He says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. Let's stop right there for a moment. We'll come back. There is no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Well, you know, Pastor, I just have to do it. No, you don't. There is no obligation for you to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Well, you know, I feel like I just need to do it. You know, these thoughts keep coming. No, you don't. There is no obligation for you to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. So then Paul tells us, if we live by those urges or those sinful natures or by the flesh, we'll die. Well, I stopped for a moment. I was like, am I really going to die? Like if I sin, am I going to die? Am I going down? That's it. Hallelujah. See the light at the end of the tunnel. It's over. Angels singing, going to the pearly gates. Am I really going to die? Like, Paul, come on, that's a, that's a little bit dramatic, Paul. Come on, am I going to die? Like, it, it really? Well, let me ask you this question. How many could agree, and don't judge me, okay? How many could agree that sin can be fun for a little while? Just show of hands. So the rest of you are either lying or you didn't do it right. Just saying. You probably didn't do it right. Sin can be fun for a little while, but then it will mess you up. See, I've heard it said like this, sin thrills and then it kills. Sin delights and then it ignites. And that's the reality of sin. It could be fun for a little while, but then when you live in it for too long, it will kill you. Let me, let me put it like this, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to just say this one instance, but I, I'm going to give you an example here. I could bet there isn't one alcoholic that started out saying, I'm going to be an alcoholic and lose everything that I own. No. It started out with just a little fun, just hanging out at a football game, drinking one, one beverage, and then all of a sudden it got to where you were drinking more than one, and you would get drunk on occasion after occasion. Then before you know it, the alcoholic says, you know what, I'm dealing with something. I'm going to run to the desires of my flesh. You know what, I'm fighting something. I'm going to run to the desires of my flesh. And before they knew it, sin begins to get out of control. It grows into an addiction, and you're feeding your flesh, and you're doing things that you, ne- you normally wouldn't do. And suddenly, you see visual evidence of feeding your sinful nature or feeding your flesh. Because when we get trapped into feeding the flesh, it only grows, and then it begins to kill us or we begin to die. Things that die that we can see, it kills your marriages. It kills relationship with children. It kills our credibility. It kills our health. It kills finances. Because what? Sin kills This is what Paul was talking about. You will die. You will see visual evidence of death in your life whenever you're trapped in feeding your flesh. Mm, I know I'm preaching good. I just had to pat myself on the back, all right? Uh, So let's go back to Romans 8, 12 through 13. He says, for if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power, look at somebody say the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. You will live. So you will live by the power of the spirit that helps you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature. 
You will live. I believe that someone in the room this morning is about to receive power to overcome that temptation that's been binding you, that's been holding you down or beating you down for far too long. It's time to rely on the Holy Spirit and stop feeding your flesh. Listen, the Holy Spirit doesn't just empower you. He'll cleanse you and restore you. Did you know when you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to help you fight temptation, he will make you whole. He will cause you to overcome because you are an overcomer only by the power of the Holy Spirit. Only by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's time for us to tap into the Spirit that's only inside of us. And we had to tell the enemy, guess what? I have the Holy Spirit. Your tricks of temptation don't work anymore. You can just go ahead on and stop. You can, I'm reminded of the old song when I was a young boy that they would play the enemies under my feet. You step on the devil. Come on, just step on the devil for a minute. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have the ability to to, to tap into that and say, you know what, devil, that temptation is pretty sneaky. But guess what? If you got to make sound effects, make it. You can say, what? Whatever you want to say. Tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, and he will restore you. He will empower you. He will cause you to overcome. I want to tell you a story uh, of when I was in high school. Uh, I got out of church. My mom's here, so she might be mad at me, okay? Uh, But when I was in high school, there was a moment in my life that I got away from God. And I'm just being real with you. Is that okay? Okay. but I got away from God, and I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing, and I knew that I shouldn't do, and I would try to think, don't do that thing, don't do that thing, and I would end up doing that thing, and I was doing things with, with, with women that I shouldn't have been, or girls that I shouldn't have been doing. And I, I got to a point in my life where I said, why can't I stop doing these things? How come it's so hard? Why is this a struggle? But because it was that I was relying on myself for so long. I was saying, I can do it. I can stop. I'm not going to do it. And before you know it, I was doing that thing. But it wasn't until I decided to rely on the Holy Spirit, call out to Jesus, tap into the spirit that was on the inside of me, that I got out of that situation or stop doing those things, or defeated that temptation. Let me tell you something. The moment that I stopped relying on myself, the moment that I called out to the Holy Spirit, those things began to get easier for me. I began to walk a little more straighter. I began to, to stand up and, and denounce those things. I began to overcome or resist those things. And so I, I'm here to tell you that, that sometimes we just have to admit, God, I can't do it by myself. I need the Holy Spirit in this area. We got to just, we got to admit it sometimes. But not only will the Holy Spirit empower you to overcome flesh and sinful nature, he'll restore life to you. He'll give you life. He'll give you, he'll give you back what the enemy has, beating you down, has been beating you down with and taking from you for far too long. I'm proud to say that I can stand here this morning after going through those temptations, that I have a loving wife that God blessed me with that loves God and loves me. I have three beautiful children that love God, and I, they're my world. Listen, it's because I started to say, you know what, I can't do it on my own. I need the Holy Spirit. And God restored a woman that is full of the Spirit for me. Amen. I got one of them praying mamas. Sugar mamas. <laughs> uh, brownie points. Uh, when you have the mic, always get brownie points. Am I right? So we have to depend on the Holy Spirit because I believe that he will always, always give us a way out. But even better than that, because you say, well, I'm stuck in the temptation. He'll give you a way through. 
He'll give you a way through. I pray, my prayer this morning is that we learn to depend on the Holy Spirit. The second thing that I have for you, and you're going to be out here at 11, uh, first in line at Luby's. Save me a seat. The second thing is that we have to learn to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit. We have to learn to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.25 says this, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So one version says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So let's think of, let's think of it like this. Any, anybody ever been ballroom dancing? No one. Two people. Three people. Oh, Rakita, girl, right there you at. Jack of all trades. Uh, have you ever seen ballroom dancing? Thank you. Uh, I know I wasn't the only one. But it, what happens is a man and a woman, they decide to go get lessons, and they go through the lessons, and, and they teach them how to stay in step with each other. They tell them that the most important thing is that you have to know where your other person is going. So both are leaders, but both are followers. So if they're going along and they're dancing, and one begins to try to lead a different way, what will happen? You'll probably fall down or look very ridiculous or mess everyone else up. But if you, if you learn to, to, to realize where the other person's going, if you, if you get confident enough to realize that they're taking this step, so I have to take this, this step. I can't ballroom dance or I would, okay? And I don't want Jody to put me on Instagram like he did Pastor Randy. Uh, but if you learn to, learn, to, to have confidence in where the other person is going, then you'll be able to dance. Then you'll be able to move with each other. I've heard that it isn't that hard. Just pretend like you're in a corner and get out of a corner. Yeah? Anybody want to show me? No. Okay. Uh, but we have to learn to, to, to have confidence in, the, in the, where the other person is going. It's the same thing with the Spirit. We have to learn to rely on the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't really know. I don't really know if that's the Spirit. But we have to walk in the Spirit. So Paul is telling us, if you walk in the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. If you walk in the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. If you're in the Spirit or the Spirit of God is in you and you can hear the Holy Spirit speaking through you, you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. This is very interesting to me. So I ask myself this question. Well, how do we keep in step with the Holy Spirit? It's not like we're ballroom dancing with God. That would be weird. So how do we keep in step with the Holy Spirit? Listen to this. This is mind-blowing. It's, it's, it's a new discovery. We, we simply spend time with him. We just spend time with the Holy Spirit. We get to know him through his word. And over time, we learn to recognize his voice. This is very practical. I always have students ask me, well, how do I do this and how do I do that? There's no magic formula except you need to spend time with God. If you spend time praying and you spend time reading the Word, eventually you begin to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. You have to spend time with 
God. And when we realize that, that, that it's his voice, we can understand that he's leading me to pray for this person. He's prompting me to go to this place and not that place. He's telling me to pray about this thing. He's calling me to do this and not do that. He, he just gave me a verse to read that's empowering me for my whole week. I don't have anybody to call, but God said go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 through 13, and he's given me the ability to overcome that. And literally, this is when you begin to start keeping in step with the Spirit. It's very, very simple. There's no magic formula. And when you're close to God, I love this, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Why is that? Why? Why when we get close to God? How come we can't do it on our own? Because when you're so full of what matters, you won't be tempted by the emptiness that does not matter. The Holy Spirit is the only thing that matters in our life. When our intimacy level gets on a mature uh, place with God, when we begin to walk in the Spirit, you will be able to resist any temptation. Will temptation come? Yes, it will. But it will be a whole lot easier to step on that devil. I'm getting preacher. Step on that devil. Oh, everybody do this for me. There we go. Well, okay there, pastor, you know, preacher of the word, working at the church. I have a real life, and I have a real problem, and I work in a secular job. Let me tell you that I'm not up here by any means saying that I don't get attacked, that I don't have temptations, that I don't sin or ever make a mistake, but I long to be so close to the Spirit of God. I long to be so close to God. I long to read His Word. I long to worship Him. I long to be next to Him that when temptation comes, I don't have a problem saying no. I don't have a problem saying no. And the moment we begin to learn to walk in the Spirit or follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit, we all of a sudden start hearing His voice more clear. And we have help getting through. You want to know the good news this morning? And I'm getting close. I told you 11 o'clock. Y'all got reservations. The good news this morning is that you have no obligation to fulfill the desires of the flesh. You have no obligation to fulfill the desires of the flesh. If you, leave, if you don't leave with anything, leave with this. You have no obligation to fulfill the desires of the flesh. You have no obligation to stay addicted to what's in a bottle. You have no obligation to, to continue to depend on a drug that you think you need to get you through your day. You have no obligation to lust at that picture or that person. You have no obligation to, to sit and worry or have fear because the Prince of Peace can renew your mind and give you peace that passes your understanding. You have no obligation to sit down and worry if the bills are going to be paid because the provider, Jehovah Jireh, is on your side. You have no obligation to sit there and fight addiction because the Holy Spirit can free you from that thing today. Well, how can it happen, Pastor? No, he can do it today because he was raised from the grave. He can take you out and take you through and bring you out and take away that chain and take away that addiction and break off of you that stronghold in just a moment. Just one touch from God. Just one breath of God breathing on your life will change you forever, will change you forever. You have no obligation to continue to fight the sinful natures in your life. Why? I love it. Back to 1 Corinthians, because our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. 
I just say it to myself. I've been singing a song, and I'm not going to sing it. I don't want to show out Pastor Chris. Uh, but I've been singing a song that says, like, I've seen you move. You've moved the mountains, and I know that I'll see you do it again. I've seen you make a way, and I know that I'll see you make a way again. And we have to understand that God is faithful. He's made a way for you before. He'll make a way for you again. And I tell myself over and over, God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Temptation comes. Guess what? God is faithful. There's a way out. There's a way through. I'm going to make it. I'm not going to fall down into temptation anymore. He will always give you a way out. How do you get out? How do we get out? Where do we go? Not just by saying, don't think bad. Don't think bad. Don't think bad. Don't think bad. Don't think about a pink pony. Don't think about a pink pony. Don't think about this. No, it's that we acknowledge that we need the Holy Spirit on this thing. We depend on him, and then we begin to get in step with him. Sometimes I feel like, and I can't get too deep in this because Pastor Rand is going to get in there, but I want to. Uh, Sometimes I feel like we, we stop short of getting in step. We'll depend on the power of God. I need you. I need you. I need you. Hallelujah. And he comes through, and he's like, okay, follow me. Change this. Do this. And we're like, ah. And we stop short. And then we step back and we wonder, God, why aren't you helping with my temptation? Because we didn't do the second part, is we didn't get in step. We didn't follow the prompting of the Spirit. So it's not about just saying, don't think bad, don't think bad. It's not about just acknowledging that you need the Spirit. But it's about saying, God, I'm powerless on my own. I'm wandering around, but if I get in step with you, I know that you'll help me out. I don't know who's playing keys. Is that Cody? Amen. I always sound better with a piano player. I want to make this statement. I told you it would be 11 o'clock. Somebody's buying me lunch. But I want to make this statement today that God is faithful and you have no obligation. You have no obligation. I don't care what your flesh is crying out for. You still have no obligation. You're a child of the most high God. The spirit of of the living God lives on the inside of you. And if you're fighting temptation this morning, I want you to know that you have no obligation. And our God is faithful to help you and give you a way out. I believe that there are people in, in the room this morning that they're fighting temptation. And it's a stronghold. And every time they do that thing, whatever it is that they're fighting, the Holy Spirit is convicting them, and they don't want to do it. But over and over and over, a pattern of addiction has begun. A pattern of feeding the flesh has grown. Desires have got out of control. And this morning, I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit is here. And if you need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, I want to give you that opportunity. If you're fighting an addiction or a temptation or whatever it is that you may be fighting, if you're fighting that, the power of the Holy Spirit is here and He is faithful. There's a way out for you this morning. There's a way out. If everyone could bow their head and close their eyes. Come on, no one looking around. If you say, you know what? I'm fighting a temptation that I can't seem to overcome. And I need the power of the Holy Spirit. I need to get in step with the Holy Spirit. If that's you, if you just slip up your hand real quick. Wow. I want to pray this prayer over you. Father, I thank you for your spirit. Father, I thank you for sending the greatest gift that could ever be given in the Holy Spirit. 
Father, I pray that you would just begin to go into every person's life right now and you begin to stir up the giftings on the inside of them, stir up the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that when temptation begins to fight them, begins to rise up against them, that you would overtake that temptation. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave would rise up inside of that person right now and that temptation would have to die. That temptation would have to bow down. That temptation would be defeated. Father, I pray that we would learn right now in this room to depend on your spirit, but more than that, that we would begin to get in line with you, that we would begin to walk step in step with your spirit. And when temptation comes, we believe that you are faithful. Father, for those that lifted their hands, give them a way out this morning. Father, give them a way out this morning. Let it be clear. Let it be very visible. Let them know where to go. Let your spirit be loud and clear inside of them, Lord. Lord, that they would move forward in their life and that temptation would be left behind and they would literally be a walking testimony for someone else. That they would be an overcomer for someone else. We thank you for your spirit in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.